When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This season of Strong Opinions Loosely Held is brought to you by ESPN. Saturdays are for college football, apparently, and Saturday, December 29th is the Saturday of all Saturdays. It's the college football playoff. Who's playing? Great question. It's Alabama versus Oklahoma and Notre Dame versus Clemson. Those are all colleges, by the way, and they've got really good football teams. And they'll all be competing for the national championship. It's on ESPN, and it's streaming live on the ESPN app. Watch it. But only after you've listened to this season of Strong Opinions Loosely Held. Believe me, it'll be a whole new experience. Welcome to Strong Opinions Loosely Held. I'm Elisa Kreisinger, and in this episode, I'm diving into the topic of sportsmanship. Now, there was one event this year that put the topic of what it means to be a good sport into the cultural conversation, and that event was the final match at the U.S. Open between Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka. Naomi started playing tennis at age three because of Serena Williams. In fact, it was her dream to be Serena Williams. Naomi's game was developed in Serena's mold, and she focused on her serve and her backhand just like Serena did. When she finally had to play Serena in the 2018 U.S. Open, she won. And then she was booed by a stadium of fans as she was handed the trophy. The crowd felt that Serena had been robbed of the game due to sexist and racist calls made by the referee who accused her of cheating. Serena shot back, and the story became a media sensation. It put the question of women's anger, black women's anger, on the national stage, and it provoked the question, what does sportsmanship mean for female athletes, and what does it mean for athletes of color? The answers are wrapped up in the story of Serena and Naomi, and to some extent, the stories of tennis, but they reverberate out to all sports. I talked to sports journalist Louisa Thomas. My name's Louisa Thomas, and I'm a contributor to The New Yorker. To see if we could unwrap it all. Let's start from the beginning. Well, Naomi Osaka has always been very upfront about the fact that Serena Williams is her favorite player. She grew up idolizing her, and that's probably true of a lot of players, but she really in some ways modeled her game around Serena's. In fact, her father decided to have his daughter start playing tennis because he saw an interview with Richard Williams. Richard Williams is Serena and Venus's father, and Louisa told me that Naomi's father looked up to Richard because he wanted to turn his toddler daughters into tennis prodigies just like Serena and Venus. The lineage is that close. So they had faced each other before, and actually Naomi Osaka, early in Serena's comeback, had pretty easily, very easily beaten her in Miami. So she had that coming in. She had that kind of confidence that she knew how to play against her, her idol. But at the same time, it's never easy to face someone that you've grown looking up to and she really sees the occasion. I mean, a lot obviously of attention has been paid for good reasons to Serena's outbursts, but one of the reasons we were in that situation in the first place was that Osaka was really handily beating her on this huge stage and it was unsettling for Serena. Serena, of course, had just a remarkable year coming back from childbirth, which was 
very difficult and she had, you know, complications, but it would have been difficult anyways. And for her to get to that position is, is a remarkable story in and of itself. So there was just a lot going on in that moment, both between the players and also within their own minds. And, and yeah, it was a pretty rich and tense moment, even without what eventually happened. Now, if you didn't watch the U.S. Open this year or only saw the media coverage of Serena's reaction, these details of what eventually happened, they're important. At one point in the match when Serena was already down a little bit, she was had lost the first set, she was called for a coaching violation. Coaching is not allowed in Grand Slam tennis. And there was the umpire had noticed that her coach was making hand signals in her direction. The violation is the player is penalized, but the violation is actually directed toward the coach. One of the many instances in which this might have been diffused early on is how the umpire explained to Serena that she was not being blamed of cheating, but her her coach was. (laughs) Serena had never been called for something like this um, and had no history of being coached from the box. Many players do. Coaching from the box is extremely common on the tour, even though it is not allowed. But she heard it as a condemnation of her character, as a charge of cheating, and she became very upset and said it, it wasn't happening. And at first she very kind of, she wasn't calm, but she was, she remained cool. She explained that it hadn't happened, and, and, and it seemed that she wanted to have the violation rescinded. It was a warning. Carlos Ramos in the chair. If he gives me a thumbs up, he's telling me to come on. We don't have any code, and I know you don't know that, and I understand why you may have thought I, that was coaching, but I'm telling you it's not. I don't cheat to win. I'd rather lose. I'm just letting you know. The next point, she it seems that she may have thought that it actually happened because she then broke her racket, which is pretty much an automatic violation, and that's a point penalty. And then the next violation, the next level is is a game. So this is all very, there's like a table, you know, this is all very standard. It's not at the discretion of the umpire once the violation has been issued. Code violation, racket abuse, point penalty, Mrs. Williams. When she learned that she was being docked a point after smashing her racket, which she must have thought was the first warning. She became very, very upset and then was um, docked a game. Yeah, that's a warning. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. You need to take, you need to make an announcement that I didn't get coaching. I don't cheat. I didn't get coaching. How can you say that? She became increasingly angry and also bewildered. It was a very kind of ugly moment. The crowd was booing. She didn't seem to know what was going on. The tournament officials came out and she basically said, if I were a man, you wouldn't be doing this. And then that's the comment that has sort of engendered the most attention and controversy with people either siding with Serena or people 
saying that she had shown poor sportsmanship. The match continued. Osaka won. In the trophy presentation, um, the crowd was booing very heartily. Osaka started crying. It was really painful to watch. And Serena did settle the crowd down by saying, no booing, you know, let's let's celebrate Osaka's achievement here. I was really moved by Serena's being able to sort of harness the crowd and, and calm them down. Let's give everyone the credit where credit's due and let's not boo anymore. We, we just, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this and let's be positive. So um, congratulations, Naomi. No more booing. But it left a lot of raw feelings and a lot of debate over whether or not Serena had been, you know, somehow wronged with people. Some people sort of suggested that, that that's why she lost the match. Some people suggested that she she had been wrong. She was right to be as upset as she was. And, and some people sort of came down on her very hard for her behavior. You know, and then and there are different questions here. You know, the question of whether or not she was wrong, whether or not there are double standards, whether or not there are double standards, but she still shouldn't have behaved the way she did. Um, a lot of people have a lot of very strong opinions. And for about 24 hours, this dominated a lot of discussion. It was very, very raw. A double standard and abuse of power. That's how tennis legend and a hero of mine, Billie Jean King, describes the controversial end to the Grand Slam over the weekend. She has a point when it comes to gender bias. Carlos Ramos is not a sexist. He's not a racist. He's not a misogynist. Every coach coaches. I mean, Sasha was coach. Every coach coaches the hand signals, okay? And I think she did what a lot of men do across the board, not only in tennis, but all athletes in all sports. I mean, this is an elite athlete playing, you know, at, at an elite match. Get me the history on, on what he's done to men. Get me the history on what he's done to other women. And if you look at it, he has been a fastidious rule monger with the men too. Black women and the, the, the intersection of stereotypes about women, but also stereotypes about black people, where being an angry black woman mm -hmm. is a problem. Mm -hmm. So it's both being emotional and being angry and emotional, being more intimidating, and then the penalties being harsher. And there's a lot of conversation about Carlos Ramos being a stickler for the rules. You know, we never say that when LeBron is fighting about a foul, there was a foul! We never like, LeBron lost it. <laughs> he lost all control. He melted. It was his meltdown. Either everyone fights or everyone gets punished. Serena Williams was wrong. Somebody has to say it, so I will. I think that Serena is one of the most competitive human beings alive. <laughs> and it can be incredibly hard in that situation to have your opponent in mind, and, and she did that. At the same time, I also think that she didn't have Naomi in mind when she was, you know, during the match. I mean, I think that is also pretty clear. Not that she should have, necessarily, because she was fighting for her for her own win. I think for Osaka, it was a, a really painful experience, and I, I don't think that she came away. I mean, it, even when she talks about it now, she says it's bittersweet, um, which is really hard to hear because she really did win that match. I mean, I think mm. Serena was right to point out that Osaka had, had really outplayed her because it was true. At the same time, I think that, you know, it, it did require a lot of fortitude for Serena to stand up there and, and say that in as much pain as she was in. When you're a competitive person, it's not easy to lose. <laughs> and Serena has, you know, you can contrast this with her losing to Osaka in Miami when she skipped her press conference and just booked it out of there. She just drove as fast as possible home. To contrast that with, with her being able to stand up and say, like, we have a first-time slam winner and who deserves to be celebrated is an interesting contrast. I can't sit here and say I wouldn't 
say he's a thief because I thought he took a game from me, but I've seen other men call other umpires several things, and I'm here fighting for women's rights and for women's equality and for all kinds of stuff. And for me to say thief and for him to take a game, it made me feel like it was a sexist remark. I mean, like, how uh, he's never took a game from a man because they said thief. <laughs> for me, it blows my mind. But I'm going to continue to to fight for women and to fight for us to have equal. Like, Courtney should be able to take her shirt off without getting a fine. Like, this is outrageous, you know? And I just feel like the fact that I have to go through this is just an example for the next person that has emotions and that want to express themselves and they want to be a strong woman. So is there a double standard when it comes to sportsmanship? I think it's an unanswerable question whether or not women get penalized more harshly for bad behavior within the confines of the court. Whether or not they get penalized more harshly for bad behavior in the court of public opinion is a, is a different subject. But certainly, you know, John McEnroe behaved abominably, but he was defaulted from a Grand Slam once. You know, it's not like it never happens. John McEnroe is a retired tennis player, and he's often considered one of the greatest tennis players of all time. He's known for his confrontational behavior on the court. More on that in a second. What I do think is that there are so many more examples of men behaving terribly and getting away with it because there are also a lot more examples of them behaving badly and, and getting penalized. It's just that they just do it so much more often. Like you're just, we're just not as accustomed to seeing women showing poor sportsmanship mm. such as it is. But I, that doesn't mean that there absolutely isn't a double standard. I think there absolutely is a double standard. To me, the question is, whose standard should we be held by? If female athletes are to be held to the same standard as men, then perhaps they can all take a page from the book of John McEnroe. See, he's known for his outbursts, and he's literally made money off of them. Like with this car ad. It's in! How can you possibly call that? I mean, it's clearly in! It's out. It's in! It's out. It's in! It's out. And then this ad for Heineken beer, where the tap runs dry. Come on! It can't be out! How can it be out? It can't be serious! It can't be out! It's not fair! And this credit card ad. Why would I buy tennis lessons? How's this? You don't have to pay the charge while American Express helps resolve it. I don't get to dispute it? We call it dispute resolution. Resolve disputes. Interesting. Not only has he been able to monetize his temperament and unsportsmanlike conduct, but he's been recognized by the tennis community for it. In 1981, McEnroe disputed a line call with the outburst that included the phrase, you cannot be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! That ball was on the line. Chalk flew up. The moment is saved for posterity on the Wimbledon YouTube channel, and it's labeled, Share the Moment, John McEnroe Coins, You Cannot Be Serious. To which I say, you cannot be serious. I think there absolutely is a double standard. Martina Navratilova wrote a piece in the New York Times opinion section after the match in which she said, yes, there's a double standard, but everybody should be held to the standard that women are held to, not the standard that men are held to. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I thought it was an interesting point and perspective and something worth thinking about. You know, what do we ask of, of athletes? I think in some ways it's, it's harder for women. There's some interesting gender dynamic going on in tennis in particular because the men's tour actually has, is known to have closer friendships on tour. 
Why do you think that is? It's really hard for me to say. I mean, I think traditionally a lot of the women are, are friendly with each other, but they don't, you know, they're not going out to eat. They're not, that's not entire. that's not true across the board, but you know, at the top levels, they sort of keep to themselves. You know, they, they have to sort of protect themselves in some ways. Can you give an example of anything that you've seen recently or something that, like, epitomizes that dynamic? A lot of <laughs> handshakes on the women's tours are not real handshakes. They're kind of limp, you know, look away, hand slaps. You know, and, it, and it, this is something that people do talk about. Why is, why are there so few friendships, real friendships in the women's tour. Yeah. And I I do think it has something to do with this strange gender dynamics of competition where men are more comfortable really being, going at it and then playing video games together afterward. You can tell even just from their Instagram presences. I mean, they're just more likely to be in each other's lives. But it's not the same for female tennis players. They're not really allowed to be friends in some interesting way. It's, It's really hard. Maybe this has something to do with it. Out of the 10 highest paid female athletes in the world, eight are tennis players. This year, Serena earned roughly $29 million in prize and endorsement money alone. Now, just for some context, the top WNBA player makes a little over $100,000 a year. So if you're a woman and you want to be a professional athlete, the odds are that tennis is your sport. There's just no other sport more economically viable. And that is not the case for men. In the U.S., the best male athletes, they don't play tennis. They play other sports. And this is what makes tennis so interesting. One thing I think a lot about is, you know, the ways in which women are discouraged from being competitive, with not only with mm. each other, but with just at all. I mean, I think about my own upbringing when, you know, I, I played sports like a lot of people. And I really had it hammered into me that, it was really important to be a gracious loser, that winning wasn't everything, that you shouldn't boast, you know, you shouldn't maybe even want to to be best, you know, that that wasn't something unbecoming about that. Or if you did, that you somehow had to conceal it in some ways. And it's very confusing when I think about it now. The result was that I ended up actually kind of avoiding competition. Um, when I play tennis now, which I love to do, I don't play points, you know, I, I just like to hit. And I think I really kind of internalized a lot of that acculturation. I have a young daughter, and I really do struggle with how do you instill the good parts of sportsmanship and and the values of being a good loser and looking out for other people with the positive aspects of being competitive and, you know, chasing what you want and really not being shy about, you know, your ambition. And, and that's something that it's it's hard. It's actually really hard for me to think about how do you guide a young person? How do you encourage one thing without diminishing another? Um, Because I don't necessarily think, you know, it worked out right for me. And I I look at the different ways in which, you know, other women, even women who are at the highest levels of sports have been, in some ways, it's fraught for them too, you can tell. So in this point in my conversation with Louisa, I'm wondering, is it even possible for a woman to be both a good sport and competitive? Or are those two things totally antithetical? A couple of years ago, when Serena lost to Angelique Kerber in Australia, and then again when she beat her in Wimbledon, the respect that they showed for one another, the true kind of admiration I was really moved by those relationships. I thought that the hugs that they gave, again, across the net were 
were really genuine, um, that looked like that they both had fought very hard. They were proud of each other. They were proud of themselves. I mean, it was a very honest moment. But at the same time, it was it was also genuine. I found that kind of level of respect that they showed each other was meaningful, both to me and I imagine that it was meaningful to them too. In one of my favorite books from this year, Eloquent Rage, Dr. Brittany Cooper writes, quote, Watching Serena play is like watching Eloquent Rage personified. Her shots are clear and expressive. Her wins are exultant. Her victories belong to all of us, even though she's the one who's done all the work. That's kind of how it feels to be a black woman. Like our victories belong to everyone, even though we do all the work. End quote. The story of Serena and Naomi is the story of sportsmanship, how it's vilified and how it's commemorated. But ultimately, Serena's frustration with sportsmanship will pave the way for female athletes behind her, like Naomi. I can't sit here and say I wouldn't say he's a thief because I thought he took a game from me, but I've seen other men call other umpires several things, and I'm here fighting for women's rights and for women's equality and for all kinds of stuff. And for me to say thief and for him to take a game, it made me feel like it was a sexist remark. I mean, like, how he's never took a game from a man because they said thief. <laughs> for me, it blows my mind. But I'm going to continue to to fight for women and to fight for us to have equal. Like, Courtney should be able to take her shirt off without getting a fine. Like, this is outrageous, you know? And I just feel like... The fact that I have to go through this is just an example for the next person that has emotions and that want to express themselves and they want to be a strong woman. And they're going to be allowed to do that because of today. Maybe it didn't work out for me, but it's going to work out for the next person. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Louisa on sportsmanship, and I would love to hear your opinions. I'm at PopCultPirate on Twitter and at PopCulturePirate on Instagram. This episode was produced by Annie Taylor and edited by Priscilla Mina for Refinery29. Meg Weck was our researcher, and we recorded with Paul Ruest at Argo Studios in New York City. Stay tuned. There's another episode coming up right after this. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.